Everyone, welcome to episode 41 of Mother Industrialist Live Show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. I am Kenneth Chu, the host and also the author of Mother Industrialist over here. It's my book, Mother Industrialist, where we talk about how to perfectly balance motherhood and business success. And in my book, I've interviewed 15 mompreneurs that I personally know in the past 10 years and have shared their inspiring story in the book. At the same time, I also share with the readers that you can start your business, you can kickstart your business by applying the three P's, which is the three pillars, which is passion, purpose, and profit. So um, today I have really, really this special guest that um, I've met. Uh, she's an author. And um, I would say today's topic basically will jump with a lot of people. Because uh, last week on the Friday, I've uh, attended this seminar. It's called National Achiever Congress. And in this congress, there's a lot of top-notch uh, speakers and entrepreneurs at the same time. They are very, very successful. And they talk about what we are going to talk about today to be an entrepreneur, to be that uh, unique one, to be that um, one that changed the world. And uh, today, I have this special guest. Uh, she's a friend of mine. She's a big sister. I would say um, I've learned a lot of things from her. She's really, really inspiring. She's, uh, she's the author of Women of Courage, Breaking the Fear Barrel. She's a courage coach. She's a mother of two teenagers. She's also a founder of a social enterprise, Class Living, and Connecting Mother Support Group. So without further ado, let us welcome Lillian. Hi, Lillian. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for making time. Hi. Good. Can, can you yeah, hear me? Hello. Yes. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to my live show and also accepting the interview. I'm really, really blessed to have you finally onto the show. Uh, I know you have been really, really busy uh, with your new book and um, I've been following you, been seeing you traveling around, giving talk and share about your book. So uh, before we start, before we officially kickstart with the show, um, there's a tradition which every guest gets to answer the question of the day by the previous guest uh, before we can officially kickstart the show. So are you ready with the question of the day before we kickstart with the show? Yeah, I must be ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always ready. So um, the question of the day posted by the previous guest is what motivates you every day? Okay, got it? What motivates me every day? Yes. So I repeat again, the question of the day is what motivates you every day? So give some time to think about it while I go onto Facebook Live to see if we are live successfully and uh, if our audio are good to go. Okay? Okay. Now I'll right. come back to you. Yep. Right? Okay. Let me see. Okay, now we're live. Okay, I can hear myself. Okay, now waiting for your. Okay, good. I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, so Lillian, are you ready uh, with your answer to the question of the day so that we can offici officially kickstart the show? Yes, sure. Okay, share it with us. Okay, uh, what motivates me every day? I think there are basically two things. 
yeah, one is uh, my children. Um, I think uh, uh, seeing them, you know, waking up every day, seeing them uh, really motivates me to, you know, live. And that leads to the second motivation is to lead, uh, lead a life, uh, living a life of uh, courage, purpose mm. and freedom. Mm. So um, I think I want, because I, I want to live out my life purpose. I think that's the most important thing. I don't want to miss out on living out the life that God has designed for me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Um, and thanks for answering the question of the day. And now we can officially start with the show. So maybe, <laughs> maybe okay. Yes, finally. So um, maybe you can do a short introduction of yourself. Uh, to share with us. Uh, to let the audience to know to, to let them know more about you. Uh, hmm. maybe you can uh, share with us what were you doing prior to you starting your business, setting up your business, and also uh, what's your background like and and where are you from? Okay, first of all, I'm uh, I'm Lillian Ong. I'm a mother mother of uh, two teenagers. My boy is uh, eighteen, my girl is sixteen. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I was. You uh, look like <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You look like one that has two uh, teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I married young, so yes, uh, so that that's that's how I can look young and yet have teenagers. Yeah. Okay. And uh, prior to starting my own business, I actually uh, was in the real estate industry. Mm. So yeah, I was in the real estate industry doing uh, a spectrum of the different, uh, different roles in the real estate. Before I actually uh, decided to become a stay-at-home mom full-time. Yeah, and that lasted for full-time for seven years wow. before an opportunity came along. Um, to start an uh, interior decoration business. Mm. Yeah. It is a trade that I have no experience. <laughs> yeah. Because real estate, although is somehow related to interior decoration, but it is different. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trained uh, as an interior designer nor mm. a decorator. Yeah, I don't even know how to start a business. I don't even know how to start a business. Mm. Yeah, so that uh, really, I really struggled to actually step out. Yeah, and uh, I grow the business from ground zero, from scratch, and nine years later, I actually exit. It was actually last year, 2017. Yeah, so I sold it to an interior designer. Um, and to venture into, to work on my book, <laughs> Women <Yes>. of Courage, <laughs> Breaking the Fear Barrier, and also to continue my desire to do social good. So I also set up a class living, an mm. online e-store to help uh, people with uh, special needs or individual uh, stay-at-home moms who mm. would like to put up their uh, creative on online for sale. Wow. Yeah. So and also yes, venturing into the online world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that that's my so far my journey. Yes. Wow. That 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 is very very uh straightforward and very very clean and I, i'm just curious because um you talk about real estate you were in there doing corporate work or you were doing like sales mm, i actually tried various things so straight after uni oh in fact after poly mm. i worked first i worked i was working in the inland revenue iras inland revenue okay. doing uh, valuation and during that time i also did a uh, long distance uh, study 
in real estate. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I work and I study in the evening for mm. my degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that, I went into um, I did uh, some property management roles as well. Mm. Oh, in fact, sorry, backtrack. Uh, after my diploma, I actually worked with a developer. Mm. Yeah, I was doing property management. Yeah, then actually I took a break one year to stay overseas with my husband. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, he was doing his degree. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, so then coming back, I did my degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was working in Ira doing valuation, and then after that, I was uh, sort of headhunted by my ex boss mm. to go into real estate agency. So sales and marketing, so support, uh, supporting her to build up a team and also uh, do project launches, those mm. new project launches. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that the last the last uh, area that I was uh, in was a real estate agency, sales and marketing. Mm. Before I quit my job and become a full time mom. Okay. So when you mm. when you quit when you became a full time mom. Uh, were your first child born back then? Is it yeah, it was, it was because of my child, because oh. of my first born. Um, I didn't quit immediately because uh, he actually had a very bad eczema. Hmm. Yes, very, very bad eczema. And I, at the same time, was going through uh, postnatal blue depression. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I was like really struggling with uh, my own depression and... My son, he was only a month old, but mm. his whole body from scalp to toes were infested with rashes. Wow. Yeah, so seeing an infant, mm. you know, crying for hours and I mean, I, I, I couldn't help him much, you know, I sent him to, you know, all the doctors and tried every kind of a recommendation by, you know, good intention mm. people <laughs> with good intention, but nothing worked. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, and I had separation anxiety every time I leave home for work. You know, I I'm the one who is crying. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, I I made that decision to you know take care of him full time. Mm. Yeah. So was it was it bad, better? Um, I mean, because you 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 were saying that you had a, this um, postnatal depression, mm. and by leaving your job and being a full time mom. Uh, does it help? Mm, it was a roller coaster ride, I must say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, letting go of the job was, you know, letting go of one stress oh, yeah. of my mind. Yeah, because before I let go of the job, I was like struggling with more items, right? More mm. things on the plate. Yeah. So I, I, I made the decision to let go of one mm. with a lesser, <laughs> lesser items on the plate to juggle with. Yeah, but it was still it was still very challenging because I didn't I didn't acknowledge that I was in depression. Mm. In that fact, was you, you won't know because if you are in depression, you won't even know that you are in until you something struck you and then you just realize that hey, something mm. is not right. Yeah, I realized it when I had thoughts of like throwing my baby against the wall mm. or like out of the window or even throw myself out of the window. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, why am I having this kind of thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm just thankful that I, I didn't act it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because for me, uh, I do not know whether I shared with you, uh, I had, I had uh, gone through depression. Um, 
because of one of my higher paying job and um i i i hear i i i can understand um at a point of time you don't even know that you are in until but you are really really blessed that you are aware you are aware that you had that thought and that action or that thought really woke you up for me is basically i woke up by my daughter one day she she just came to me and say papa how can you stop talking to me because mm. i basically don't feel like talking i don't feel, feel i don't feel encouraged i don't feel supported I, like really a lot of things because of work because of of pol- office politics i couldn't really concentrate i couldn't want to i wouldn't want to talk to anybody i just enclosed myself and being a a bubbly person being an extrovert uh is is really unlike me i didn't even realize it until she said that and just woke me up so for mm. you i i would say you are really really blessed that you have the awareness that you you are you have that thought and and you do something about it which i believe that a lot of mothers out there after they gave birth they will not be able to be aware and sometimes their their spouse may not be aware that they are they are in mm. that that um in that depression so how how would you say that what are the signs and symptoms that you had that that open up Yeah actually the awareness didn't come straight away mm. yeah I also went through a roller coaster of especially my temp- temper and mm. you know I'm actually by nature introvert so mm. I have no problem being quiet mm. you know don't talk and all that so um so it was very easy for me to slip into silence mm. yeah and but i had that habit that habit of suppressing everything inside mm-hmm. so when it explode that was like you know <laughs> by the time it exploded it was quite bad mm-hmm. so i i mean even when i'm young i used to, when i um and angry and you know all the anger start bubbling up you know mm-hmm. i would start slamming the door i yeah. won't i won't speak you know mm-hmm. i won't voice Action. out yeah but i would just release it in other ways or just cry yeah so i was very weepy and during uh, the postnatal blue mm. every little thing i would cry mm. <laughs> yeah i would just cry and seeing my baby with rashes i would cry you know if things are not i, I became a, a a hygiene freak mm. yeah i was so paranoid with cleanliness because and it was the first born and because of his rashes you yeah. know I'm, i was i became so so um particular about hygiene that yeah. is really very extreme mm-hmm. yeah and uh i see myself mopping the floor with dettol and hot water wow i will wash the my children's clothes my my boys clothes with mm-hmm. hot water 40 degrees celsius and above yeah yeah and like must make sure is uh with the dryer you know mm. i don't sun it i don't hang it in the sun i must make sure that it dries because seeing the all the dust and you know um crack in the filter <laughs> uh, that gives me the assurance that okay it's clean enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah and of course um a lot of cry for me i realize that i i cry a lot i guess it's also you know i i i'm so used to suppressing everything mm. inside so this episode actually like uh caused me to 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 react that way mm. yeah so because all, all this are um because after giving birth the hormonal changes and all that even mm. even the mother themselves they don't even realize that is that especially for those who were not aware that there will be body changes there will be hormonal changes there will be emotional 
uh, changes at the same time, even your character personality will change. It's not mm. because something is not right, because it's because of the hormonal changes that's within the body. And why why I can say that because I was working for Motherhood magazine uh, 10 years ago and I was consuming content so that I can uh, able to talk to my clients and say, hey, um, this month we are talking about pre, pre, prenatal, then your stretch mark print can come in. So things like that. So for me to be a better uh, salesperson to or maybe to help my clients to within their message or within their product, I need to consume all this content. So I was aware of the pre and postnatal depression and mm. uh, the signs and all that. So I like like for my wife, my wife had that also. So I would say the family support, especially the spouse support, will be very important because there are husband that do not really understand what mm. is happening. They say why why you suddenly you get you got so agitated, why you get so paranoid, why are you so protective, why are you this, why are you that? Because they, they will find that why are you so ob- obsessed in, or maybe have this separation anxiety. A lot of men, a lot of husbands will not be able to understand because mm. you were not like that and suddenly you became like that. They will feel that it's all because of baby, but they do not know that all this is because of the hormonal changes because men don't have this type of, like men don't give birth, men won't have these hormonal changes, although they, they always say that men have PMS and all that stuff, like once a month stuff. But it's not that kind of drastic change so I, 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 I totally understand and I would urge uh, for those mommy who are listening or watching uh, the show, uh, do watch out and do find out more about this, especially if you are expecting your first child and you're going to give birth soon. So uh, do be prepared and also maybe um, seek, seek help during that point of time and even uh, get support. And that also brings us to our topic of the day, which is how to go from living in fear to awakening with courage, like for for Lillian, just mm. now you shared from a stay at home mom. Mm. Uh, so uh, I mean, if you were in corporate, you were in a job working, and because of your child, you took that courage to really become a stay at home mom, and also to to um to depend. That means from dual income become a single income. That was that is courage also, because for you to really give up. I would I would say that it's pretty quite well paid job, uh, for you to really move into full time mom, um, and 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 um, a lot of burden, uh, goes to one you know, that means your spouse and you are taking care of your children at the same time. So what was that, um, that courage that that allows you to break from all your, break from your job and move into full time, uh, being a full time mom, stay at home mom. Yeah, I think uh, I have to backtrack a bit uh, as in like just now you mentioned support and mm. spouse, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I, I mean very blessed that my husband is very supportive. Uh, but because I went through the pregnancy alone, the mm. first pregnancy alone because he was overseas training. So I went through the entire pregnancy alone here in Singapore while he's away. Mm. So unknowingly, uh, resentment builds up inside. Yeah, so I had I didn't know that I had a lot of resentment. So every time when he comes back, when he 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 only came back um the last week before the delivery of mm. the baby. Yeah. And then since that I mean he his work requires him to travel a lot. So most of the time he's he's not around. And when he's around, he he did his best to to help out with the housework and all that. But all mm. that it was blind to me, yeah. was invisible to me because mm. I was blind to that uh, with all the resentment. 
So I will always find fault, you know, like why is he not around? Why is he not, you know, it, it's, it's, it revolves around why is he always not around? Mm. So, um, and it, it affected my, my confidence as well because uh, I gave up my job and I mm. was pretty independent, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I was yeah. earning a, a, a decent income and to give up all that uh, without income, mm was really something uh, that I have to reconcile with. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and having, you know, although my husband, of course, he, he doesn't mind, uh, you know, splurging on me or, you know, take provide for the family and all that. Mm. But somehow it's just this, my myself, it's about yeah. yourself. It's, you know, this ability to, to, gener- to be independent, mm. even financially, you know, uh, and and somehow I feel the sense of losing that, yeah. So in that process, I lost my identity as well. Mm. So I I lost myself in it because everything now is about the baby. Yeah. I when I meet up with my girlfriends, they talk they talk about their 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 corporate jobs, how mm. they are go climbing career, up corporate yeah. ladder, their career, you know. And here I am talking about diapers, milk powders, and vomits, you know. Mm. <laughs> So, and then the body changes and, you know, I was like, my, my size is like a yo-yo, you know. <laughs> so, all that contributed to a loss of identity. Mm. So, it was, it was uh, I was pretty lost. Like, yeah, I was very lost. I was feeling fearful about um, uh, that I, I'm, I'm not good enough. I think a lot uh, for me will be a lot of self-condemnation. Yeah. That I'm not a good mother. Mm-mm. Yeah. That, you know, I'm not able to provide. And so, uh, a lot of insecurity because, you know, my husband. Mm-mm. So, it affected our relationship as well. Yep. So, it, it came to a point where there's one time we, we, we couldn't hold a conversation for more than three sentences. Mm. And all hell broke loose. Yeah. So, it, so I actually, you know, sort of went through a, a marriage crisis as well. Mm. Yeah. So that's where you mentioned that support was very important. Yeah. Um, I was like a zombie, you know, very predictable in my schedule. In the neighborhood, I was in the neighborhood, a new mm. mom in a new neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and so there were two, there, there was a sister in Christ that uh, approached me. Mm. So I, she, she knew what time I would be where, you know, <laughs> at the supermarket or the playground or sending my kids to the yeah. preschool. Yeah, so... She approached me mm. and that kickstart the whole process of getting out of my depression, mm. uh, finding back my identity, yeah, yeah. and um, making that decision. It was a decision as well to, mm. to receive support because yeah. it takes courage to... People think that receiving support, to reach out and to, re- uh, to reach out and receive support, yeah. people think that it's weakness, mm. but it's actually courage. It yeah. takes courage to receive, to admit that you do need help. Correct. Yeah, to acknowledge that. And that is the first step. Mm. Yeah, because I'm, I, I have always been very independent and putting on a very strong front. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one night, I think the breakthrough moment came when uh, I constantly have suicidal thoughts. Mm. So there was one day I was standing at the balcony of my, my old apartment and the suicidal thoughts came again. So I was like going into the bedroom to like trying to take the last look of my kid. 
and uh, I remember seeing them sleeping and yeah, their stomach were like going up and down, up and down. And at that moment, the suicidal thoughts just disappear. I, I, I couldn't leave them. You know, as a mother, I couldn't leave them. And so I went into the playroom, next door in the playroom, where I just dropped on the floor and I just started crying. It's like, a, I just cry and cry and cry and cry. All the emotions that have been suppressing me, suppressing inside and, and the trying to be strong, trying to put up an image, trying to make sure that Everything is okay, you know, I'm still in control. Everything is fine, but it's not. Everything is not fine. Outside, I look okay, but inside me, I am collapsing. So I physically collapsed that, that day in the playroom and I started, started crying. I do not know how long I've cried, but I know I was super, super tired after that. And the first support that I reached out was to God and I said, I just said three words and said, God help me. Because I don't know how to help myself anymore. I tried all sorts of ways, putting up a strong front. So I said, God help me. And it was actually after that, that that sister that I mentioned, she approached me. Yeah, so that kick, kick started yeah, the whole God answered, the, answered your prayer. Yeah, yeah it, God sent, God sent um, I mean, God has always been there. Just yeah. I, I'm not aware. Mm. And when, once I surrender and to make that decision to, okay, acknowledge I do have an issue here and I need help. I can't yeah. go through this alone. Mm. So when the sister came and approached me, it was also a decision to, okay, to, re to open up myself and mm. to receive support. Right. Yeah, because pride could be in the way as well. Mm. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, I started I calling another sister in church and then she started with me what she learned in church and it was mm. so divine because I was having a marriage crisis mm. and what she shared with me was about mar uh, conflict management, how mm. to make marriage work. I mean, how coincident can that be? I yeah. don't think it's coincident. Yeah. yeah. I, so I'm, that gives the whole process of uh, restoration and mm. finding back my identity, yeah. finding back the courage to... to um, to, to, to be, at least to be a, believe that I can be a good mother. Yep. Yeah. Before that opportunity came along, that was the first, the first training ground was, you know, finding back yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I really thank, thank Sister Lillian to really um, share this piece, um, which I find that is really courageous for you to face it. Especially now, sharing it online, sharing with a lot of viewers and listeners, um, it's really courageous to face it and also to share it publicly. I believe that's the strength. That's 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 really courageous of you, and also to embrace it and also to share uh, what you have learned, how you have overcome, to many people out there that you you have you have shared on on this part where. We always have a strong front. Most people always have a strong, strong front. We always want to look good. We want to show everyone that it's okay. We can manage. We are independent. We are independent women, men, or whoever, individual. Mm. We always want to show that because we, I would say, we show that because we do not want to 
uh, trouble the, our loved ones to really come yeah. in to, yeah. be, to be worried about us we always want that which is good intention but there are times that when we are really crushed when we are really at rock bottom emotionally or physically we need help we need we need to ask for help and like what you mentioned even asking for help is courageous it's really yeah. courageous because it's like the pride is like okay maybe uh kenneth uh is a man uh, he cannot cry he cannot ask for help he looks mm -hmm. very good on the outside um but for me to really overcome that and really to face it really in tears and say god really help me or someone or even for my wife to really help me for a man to really maybe on his knees or even break down in tears in front of his loved one is really not easy and to face the face the fact that we are just human we are not superhero we are not we are not someone that is so huge we are just basically human we are just a human taking the role as a parent we do not have to put so much on ourselves we do not have to take so much burden on ourselves uh, because uh, we are still learning to be a parent we don't have to be so hard on ourselves so i'm glad that you found the the courage and also um the faith uh with god and also to really surrender yourself uh, this is also another another courageous thing that i feel that a lot of people out there they are, they are very strong on the outside but very weak in the inside but they do not acknowledge that and they keep depleting themselves until one day the suicidal thought comes in and that's it i have friends who are very very successful very good on the outside the next moment committed suicide we were like she has a very good family she has a very good career earning a lot of money she's supporting the whole family even her uh, her, her in-laws and stuff like that she's like the one holding everything we think, wow, she's like a superwoman wonder woman but we never realized that everything was boiling inside everything she was suppressing she feel that she's the only one she cannot let people down but in fact things doesn't turn that way and everything just go down the drain and and I, i'm so blessed to, to to have you to share on this part uh and also the the, the support from family members because a lot of times us as family members we do not know how to support our loved ones when they are in need like even for myself when i was in depression my wife knows that I'm in depression but she could not do anything because i was shutting myself i was not talking to anyone i was not at home because i was so stressed that i need to really go out because the moment i come in is really head to head with my wife i was also facing i would say some crisis marriage crisis because when you're not, not in the right state of mind basically the people around you will be affected they mm. will be like your punching bag you keep whacking on them and they don't feel good and on on one part they don't feel good and on the other part they do not know how to help you mm. and some of them not knowing how to help you some of them like okay that's it i do not want to do anything so you do not want that to happen so i'm, I'm so so glad that lillian you have shared this and and so far uh, this is something that we have to face we have to be be courageous to face that we are just a human being we have our weaknesses we cannot do everything on ourselves we cannot be too hard on ourselves just face it just ask for help 
really ask for help, be it God, be it your loved one, be it your parents even. Sometimes we have that pride of not troubling our, our loved ones. But if you are at that, that split, at that line that anytime you will crash, better ask for help. Better look for someone that you totally trust that can help you to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Minnie, for... Yeah. Yeah, and I think the second point would be the power of words. The power of words. Yeah. yeah. It's what you feed yourself, what, what you feed your mind. Because the battlefield is that on the battlefield is in the mind. Yeah. So acknowledging, you know, the condition that you are in, where you are is one thing. You know, taking the courage to to receive support and receive help is the next step. And then feeding because it's a process. The, the journey, it was a journey, it, you know, I wasn't like overnight, oh, I'm okay already. It was a journey and, and that journey was empowered by, the, by words, by, you know, you really want to um, take note of what kind of words are you feeding yourself. I mean, we yeah. feed ourselves physically, our body with yeah. different food and all that, right? So we also want to be watchful with what we feed our mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember during that process of... Uh, uh, restoration. I had a lot of post-it, uh, post-it <laughs> all over the place, all over the, the, the apartment, in the toilet, in the kitchen, yeah. everywhere, with scriptures and you know positive words to, to remind myself because I would by default slip into that negative mindset yes. automatically. Yeah. So, out of sight, out of mind. So mm. I make sure that I am able to see those words everywhere in my home and I remember when I started doing that my husband came back one day and was like what is this <laughs> why are you putting post-it everywhere even the washroom mirror as well mm. so I also post something there yeah uh, so um that 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 thing that I did um helped me as well yeah and, and that that is very important and um is to have all this um positive affirmation uh, about yourself like you are a good mom, you are a good person, you are a good wife, and really you are happy, and and all this positive have to come because like you mentioned that we tend to slip in into the the negative part with negativity because negativity is much stronger than positivity because our brains are programmed according to research our our brain are programmed to uh absorb negativity pretty fast. The reason because our brain are trained to uh, protect us from all these things. So it's like when they face any negative, they will protect ourselves. They will protect the mind. So that, that is really progress. And, and with all, all this affirmation, it's really like like uh, like a computer reprogramming. Mm. You just have to reprogram yourself with positive affirmation, uh, with the positive mind that, that uh, it's not the end of the world. You have a greater world outside. You have you are so blessed to have children. You all these things. You have, you have to be grateful. The gratitude has to come in, and gratitude can beat all this negativity away because you are truly blessed. Uh, because we are alive, we are breathing. We have our family. We have our loved ones. We have our children. Um, it's really something that a lot of people out there will not have, mm. and they will not be in 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 a country like Singapore. Stuff like that. We should be very grateful that we are what we are definitely we are not complete definitely we have more to move and that's where being grateful being positive will also 
help our loved one all around. Like mm. I believe that after you do all this, gradually when you pick up yourself, um, everything around you get better, right? Yeah, it's a daily, it's a daily routine. It's a habit now. Yes. Like you know, every day you know you need to renew your mind. So the Bible mm. says that we need to renew our mind. Yeah. So like you mentioned, it's it's very automatic that we slip into the negative. So, yeah. Which is which is the something. The power of positive words. Yeah. Right, and words is also very important. Like, like the words for us to our children is also very important. Yes. Like, are you saying yeah. that hey? Like why are you so forgetful and stuff like that? It's like they keep instilling that, that, that negativity because telling them that they are forgetful is not a good thing. But maybe use rephrasing it will be better. Uh, even talking yeah. to our spouse is also very important. And on top of the words, that I think will lead me to the next point where is uh, action. Yeah, mm. putting things. Yeah, because uh, like coming back to the topic about courage, I mean, yeah. for me, is I want to be the best mom that I can be, and yes. I'm learning. It's a daily training journey. So how but how how do I teach my children courage? Mm. You know how how to teach them on a theory base? No, I mean for me, I feel the best way to teach them courage is to show them. Yes. And for me, to show them is to live out my own dreams. Live out, live it out, live out courage, and so that they can see for themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you, and then you put out a very strong point is, um, a lot of parents uh they always talk the talk. That means they only talk, but they don't walk the talk. Mm-hmm. Example: They will ask their children, "Hey, you need to sleep early," but they themselves are not sleeping early. <laughs> yeah, I think we are all guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. So when you when because our children. Basically, they are children. They don't hear what we say. They see what we do. So it's the same for us. When when we were children, we always see our parents, uh, what they do. If they don't walk the talk, then we basically would ignore them. We don't care about them. Because they say, Mommy, Daddy, you are not showing a good example. Uh, then you are not doing what you tell us to do. Then why are we? Why should we do? So we have to be role model, leading example. And to really guide them by saying all this, we know a lot of times like um about health. A lot of us know that we need to eat clean, eat healthy. We need to exercise, but we are not doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> I so, think that goes mm. back to your why. Mm. Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Uh, because for, for my why, I mean, mm. like take for example. Um, putting our health back in order. Just now you mentioned. All right. Um, I my body was out of shape, right? Yeah. And you know, um, if you see my Facebook, you can see the old, <laughs> the before and after. Yeah, you show that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't succeed in in you know getting my health back in order or putting mm. myself back in shape. Uh, mm. the first attempt, because my why wasn't strong enough. I just wanted to look good, lah. You know. Yeah. But it was the third act- attempt that uh. Mm. I succeeded because it was a wake up call. By then, mm. I was suffering from a very bad um back ache, my lumbar mm. four and five. I actually had wow. a disc bulge. It was so bad, so painful that I couldn't even dress myself. Mm. Yeah, so I had to go for MRI scan, see an orthopedic, and went through months of physiotherapy. Mm. So that was really a wake up call, and my dad was uh having 
was diagnosed with dementia. Mm. So all this came as a wake up call for me, and I say, look, if I want to be, if I want to be around for my children, yeah, I must make sure that I take care of this body. Yes, this body is like deteriorating. I better do something about it. And taking up that, it's also another choice to to take up the responsibility of your own physical body. Alright. Yeah. So the why was very strong. And that's how I succeeded in putting myself back in my health back in order. Mm. Yeah. And and you you pointed out um this very very important thing that um throughout all my interviews right all the mompreneurs have have been sharing on this, which is self love, and mm. self care, because mm. a lot of time um as parents even for me as a dad um often when we when we when we so called upgraded to become parents. We always put our hundred and one percent onto our children. We want everything for them: good food, ah,、uh, good sleep, whatever that is good for them.、Mm. But what we forgotten is ourselves. Yeah. So that that also bring me to ah,、uh, whenever I talk about this part, I will talk about this ah、uh, in flight instruction. Like most of us would have taken a plane. So ah,、uh, before the air stewardess, there will be one part they will say when the air mask drops, like in the ah、uh, in flight. Um, instruction. You、mm. say when the air mask drop, if you have a child, put、mm. an air mask on yourself first、okay. before you attend to your child. The reason is, do you want the child to be? You means if you save the child first, do you expect the child to to save or maybe to carry such a big person like you, like a, a, an adult, or do you think that you as an adult you have more ability capability to even to save the child later on? Is to save yourself first, give yourself oxygen, you can breathe. Then you can go and save the child. If not, it's like our children. If we don't save our child, do you, ah,、uh, do we want our children to come back and save us? Do we want that as parents? I believe most parents will not want that to happen. That's why, in order to to do that, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our body, take care of our health, take care of our mind, take care of a lot of things of ourselves before we can attend to them. Because with a good mind, good body. We can do a lot of things much more for our children,、mm. or even for our loved ones, even for our parents. Do you want our parents to 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 take care of us when they are in good health? Our parents come and take care of us. They are so old, they are elderly, and they are in a better health than us, and they have to take care of us. How would you feel? Would you want your kids to feel that? So that's where a lot of parents, especially mother, they they are so hard on themselves. They they keep. Keep、uh, putting themselves down. They keep giving a lot of things to our children. In in the end, they lose. Like you will say, the figure. I I would not say it's on the physical thing. It's more on the mental. They're depleting every day by day, self esteem, self confidence, or even acknowledging acknowledging yourself as a as a parent is is. It has to be there. You have、mm. to be rich in that also. Before you can go and even take care of your children, because you will not want your children to come back, uh, and then take care of you, and um, that's where you you pointed out getting yourself back in shape, uh, and now you are pretty good, good shape, uh, and and confident, and also helping even more mothers to be more courageous. So um, just now you talk about um, like like you share with me about the self doubt, the fear and depression, and and body image. So. What was that? Maybe that one thing that that pull you out from all this. The one thing that pull me that, out. Yeah, pull you、this. out from all this self doubt, fear, depression, 
and the body image that you, that you feel? Um, I, I think it's really, I mean, we, no matter what, right? I mean, for my belief is mm. that uh, we are a spirit being living in a body. Mm. We have a mind, we have emotions, we have soul. Yeah, so this, this physical body will, will, you know, perish. Yeah, mm. from dust we come, from dust we go, right? But our spirit will stay. I, we have a spirit. So mm. I think it was that connection with God, yeah, um, that really helped me to see that why, why am I even exist mm. in this world? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I believe that God created me. So mm. then my question would be, why did the creator created me for? Mm. What is my purpose here? Like you, like for someone who invented the computer, who yeah. invented the light bulb, you know, and all right. that technology, they all have a purpose. Yes. Yeah. So including myself, um, so um, that was that was uh, really going back all the way to your call, to the very essence, to your mm. spirit. Yeah. Like, why do you? Why am I here? Yeah. Why am I here in this world? Why why do why did I even exist? Why did God even create me for? Yeah. Yeah. So having grasped that, having understanding my purpose in life, I think every everything else, I have a different perspective. Hmm. I have a very different perspective now. So some people will find that um, you know, changing uh, eating habit and uh, the, the old habits, changing of old habits is very tough, very challenging. Hmm. Again, it goes back to your why. Yeah. yeah. So, and living out your dream. Some people give up their dreams along, very easily along the way. Or even the, the, the very first obstacle they face, they just give up. Yeah. I think uh, you want to don't... You, you know, many people say, you know, you, you do what you love or you love what you do. Mm. Yeah. Um, you, you really want to know why you're doing what you're doing. Of course, right. you want to love what you do. Yeah. 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 So for, for me, it's really uh, understanding my relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. So I am first his, his daughter. Mm. You know, I'm first his creation. By understanding that very first per reason why mm. I, I exist, yeah. then the rest are different roles. I am mm. a mother. I am a daughter. Mm. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm, all these are all the different roles that yeah. you, you, you will learn and juggle and manage it yeah so uh, yeah i hope i answer your question no, no, which is which is which is good because uh a lot of time we, we always don't believe that we can do and about the purpose sometimes it takes something to happen and for us to realize to understand but I hope for those who are watching and listening, I hope that whatever we share will give you some hits up uh, or kind of um, a reminder or like to preempt you before you, you reach to that stage of rock bottom or even depression that you are aware, you are having this awareness that, that you are here for a reason. Mm. You are being created for a reason. Whether you believe whatever higher power that you believe in, higher mind that you believe in, they always say the same thing that we are here for a reason whereas we are here for a purpose like we are alive is already a miracle 
something that that we are meant to do something even more powerful especially in singapore most of us are educated so why not mix of make use of this education to help those who are not educated or help mm. those who are in need rather than than telling ourselves we are not good enough we are not educated enough but the problem is there are people who are not like us we are very fortunate we have a roof over some other people from different countries or other countries don't even have a roof over themselves Mm. So so do look around, do be open. There's always a lot of things we can do as human beings, as in each and individual. It's just to find that that purpose of our life. And also you touch on the why. A lot of the time we always want things on the surface. We have no motivational factor behind it. There's no driving force. And you mentioned that as parents, all most of us have our children. Why not use this? this driver which is our children to push us to be a better version of ourselves to be able to be a good role model not for them only for ourselves to tell ourselves at the end of the at the end of our life and of that bit to who do we want to be remembered as do we want to be remembered as someone who has no purpose at all living day by day or do we want to leave a legacy behind that would change someone's life or even just one person's life? Do we want that or do we want to be living a meaningless life? So that is something that, that someone talked to me and said, Ken, what do you want to be remembered of? So I hope that today, um, for those who are watching, really hear, um, really hear the message that Lillian is bringing out to all of us is to be courageous in whatever that we are doing. And to even even to break through is to have that courage, to have that faith, uh, believe that you are meant for better, especially for parents, especially for mothers. Um, yeah. Seek help. You are not alone. Uh, you have us. You have a lot of people that are out there that can um, that can empower you to be a greater version of yourself. So time have uh, really flies, and I really <laughs> would want to uh, get get. Uh, Lillian to share more on how we can break through this um, fear barrel and to be courageous. So maybe Lillian you can share with us a bit about your book and what uh, does your book covers. Okay, I just want to add that you know every one of us is a unique, we have, we are a unique contribution to this world. Whether you know you just do not know it yet. That's why I'm, my, my purpose in life is to awaken that courage mm -hmm. and to ignite that power of influence in you and that to influence yourself first because many of us don't realize or do not acknowledge that you know we, we we are a unique contribution to this world and there's courage in us that needs to be awakened mm. so which leads to why i wrote this book because um it is a compilation of 23 women including myself uh, our stories our struggles but i draw on the essence of our lesson learned from our our challenges and experience in life so this book is really to encourage, inspire, and empower uh, women and men out there to, you know, to really acknowledge that and awaken, awaken the courage in them to take that very first step because everything starts from the mind, mm. start from your own identity. Yeah. yeah. So I'm also using this book uh, now that I'm able to overcome my fears and all that, right? So coming out with this book, I use my own unique contribution to mm. society and that is to use my book and my programs uh, coaching programs to raise funds for the school of mercy mm. which is located at the thailand and Myanmar border 
where there's a lot of women and children being exploited and slaved and trafficked. Mm. Yes. So being a mother, I mean, I feel for other moms and children. Yes. So which is why, which is why I stand for you know this uh, cause to raise funds to use whatever little that I have to raise funds to support mm. them. So you can be empowered with my book and my programs, and at the same time support a social cause and help other women and children out there who who doesn't have that uh, who who needed that help and support. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Lydia, for sharing. And maybe you can share with us how um the audience and the listeners can can get um get a copy of your book. Oh, you can go to www.womenofcourage.asia. Hmm. Yeah. So I will include the the link. Um, I really included the link. Uh, that you can uh, go to the website. Um, uh, uh for Lydia and also uh, Lydia, maybe you can share with us at the same time how can um the audience get connected with you. Yeah, please connect with me through Facebook, uh, Lillian Ong, as well as uh, like my like and follow my page, Lillian Ong Courage, mm. and my Instagram at Lillian Ong seventy three. So, mm. uh, these are the two ways that you can start connecting with me. Yeah, yep. and and I've also included all the links that you can get connected with Lillian in the description. Uh, if you have any things, uh, you can uh, approach. Lillian straight away uh, directly and also last but not least um, now we're coming out at the uh, almost to the end of the show and now Lillian it's your turn for you to post the, your question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest so are you ready with your question of the day yes <laughs> okay give it to us yeah my question is what does courage and influence mean to you and what do you do with it okay so hmm. what does Courage and courage. influence mean to you. Courage, courage, influence mean to you. And what do you do with it? And what do you do with it? Okay. So I repeat again. Correct me if I'm wrong. So the question of the day posted by Lillian is: What does courage and influence means to you? And what do you do with it? Yes. Is it correct? Okay. So the question of the day, uh, posted by Lillian Ong, uh, um, is out to the next guest and also out to the audience. For those who are watching, for those who are listening, you can post your answer uh, in the comment section. If not, um, you can always reach us directly, uh, message us, uh, DM us. And last but not least, Lillian, any last advice for the mothers who are sitting on the fence thinking whether they should pursue their passion or they should step into entrepreneurship? Mm, seek support. Yeah, seek support. Don't go through this journey alone. Mm. Yeah, don't go through this journey alone. I, I didn't go through it alone. Yeah. So seek support and yeah, and walk the, uh, you know, if you, there's a saying that says that, you know, you're going to go fast, you go alone. But you're going <laughs> to go far, you go together in a community, in a group. Wow, wow, that, that's a very good advice. And uh, thank Lillian for uh, making time and th uh, thanks for sharing so much, so many golden nuggets and also uh, tips on how to break the fear barrel and also have to be courageous. And um, also thanks for making time and thanks for, uh, thanks for really making this, uh, sharing all your, the, the things that you have been through uh, really, really, kept me really um inspired and I, i'm really 
um, looking forward for you to uh, inspire more women um, and also to share uh, with them the courage that they have in them which they do not know which you can help them with and also congrats on your uh, published book now you're a published author and uh, I'm very very excited for you and see that you have been moving uh, and women of courage so uh, last but not least Kenneth here signing off with Lillian Ong uh, thanks for watching Mother Industrialist live show and if you want to find out more uh, about Mother Industrialist there's a link below that you can also grab a copy of Mother Industrialist to find out how you can kickstart your business by applying the three piece so uh, Kenneth here signing off with Lillian once again Thanks Lillian and thanks for everyone who's are watching for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you everyone. Thanks Lillian. Thank you. Thank you. See you. Bye bye. bye.